This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. If you're loving the podcast you want to get more Sheffield Wednesday content, then why don't you become a Patreon member? What's Patreon here, you ask? Well, Patreon is an app where you pay just £6 per month. That's less than the price of a pint of pint, and you get loads of extra content and help support us as a podcast. You get three extra episodes a week. You get discount off the merch, access to the WhatsApp group, and not only that, you also get the back catalogue of all the player interviews that we've recorded in the past. Uh, we've got over 140 members so far, so if you want to join, then head over to patreon.com forward slash WTIDpod and follow the instructions patreon.com forward slash wtid pod and there it is that's as good as it gets on this stage nissan townstar ev strikes again it's an unstoppable van unstoppable just fantastic you can actually see the pro pilot technology in action effortless parallel parking it moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty and with a bench full of all-star van experts there's real strength in depth here that's all-star quality search nissan townstar ev and visit your local all-star van center to see for yourself Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> Dips inside and hits. Oh, what a, what a goal! Right, that is from Ross Wallace. Chris Waddle, is he going to have a crack? Oh, he does, he's scored! Anything Paul Gascoigne can do, Chris Waddle can do. One by Stephen Fletcher back towards Adam Rich! You're listening to the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. Hello and welcome to the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. It's getting boring saying this now, but three points on the road, another clean sheet, two goals from LG9 meant that we took maximum points from a trip to Cambridge and with it closed the gap to just one point between us and Ipswich and extended the gap to seven between us and Pompey and Peterborough in fourth and fifth. I'm James Mappin and with me to cover all the talking points of the game in greater detail is Jack Gagan and uh, a Mr. Giles Coke. Uh, first of all, Jack, glowing reports from the last episode, so we thought you'd uh, we'd have you back on again. I uh, made it back. Come back for round two. Yeah, how, how, how's things being for you this week, Jack? All good? Yeah, yeah, good, mate. Good. I've uh, I've had loads of people listen to it. I'll be honest. I was I was plugging it all over. Give it a listen. Give it a listen. So. Uh, yeah, I've had some I've had mixed feedback. The, the more honest feedback was from my from my dad. So he was like, "Oh, do this, do this, and stuff like that." So I think some kind of pundit or something. But uh, yeah, it's been a good week. I've, I've enjoyed it, mate. Thank you. Yeah, it's. Um, you said you listened to it back, and the sound of your own voice—it's horrible, isn't it? I don't, I don't mean your voice. I mean just like. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, <laughs> but yeah, no. It took me it took me a good three hours. Uh, to listen to it in, in stages as well like having to pause go away do something else I, think I can't listen to 
that again. That voice is terrible. So, so apologies <laughs> to everyone that has to listen to that every time. <laughs> I know. And Giles, uh, welcome back. How are you, mate? Great to have you back on. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a while, isn't it? But I'm back. Like I always keep saying. <laughs> Back for now, for now. Back for and now, I, yeah. Well, I've had an absolute nightmare, to be fair. Thursday, Thursday lunchtime, internet, gone. I mean, just done one. Just not, And when I say off, I mean, like, I'm not talking just turn it off, turn it back on again. I mean, like, it's just not worked. Absolutely. I told you it's your faulty internet from the day dot. It was yours, <laughs> not mine. Mate, there were none of this like, uh, 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 uh. it was, I mean, it just did not <laughs> work. I mean, you know, it's it, thankfully it's come back on because this podcast could have been in jeopardy, to be fair. <laughs> I mean, I might, I might have had to go to the local pub and, and recorded it there because, you know, um, as you know, Giles, having kids, you need internet, don't you, mate? Like, you need Wi Fi, mate. It's, it's, it's more important than running, it's more important than running water honestly like you. when you've got netflix disney plus i had to, I had to talk youtube to, yeah youtube i had to talk to wife for a couple of days i mean that's like bad enough isn't it Do you know what i mean oh, wow <laughs> but no it, it's it has come back on though so like thank god for that i need to get jigsaws out at cupboard do you know what i mean to like keep us occupied because telly were down as well like you know it's just been a what was the reason crazy. for that then um, well, apparently the builders on the estate have just put through the wire, convenient room, just took oh, out like good. nearly the whole nice. estate of the of internet and what have you. So yeah, it took two and a half days, three days, so that's come back on, but we're back on. The podcast is here, so don't worry, everyone. Obviously, you're not worried because you're already listening to it, but anyway, uh, Giles, <laughs> Giles, something I've wanted to ask you for, for a while, uh, but obviously now you've hung up your boots in a plain sense, you know, um... Are you still managing to to keep fit and what have you, and you know going to the gym and stuff like that? Um, I wouldn't say um, I wouldn't say I'm going to the gym very often um, at all. But now and then, the occasion, yeah, occasionally I'll I'll go in there. Very rarely, but I'll go in there. Um, but yeah, no, I'm just trying to enjoy myself a little bit, and yeah, just try and keep healthy to a certain to a certain point. Having yeah, have a few more beers, are we, Giles? Yeah, I'm definitely having a few more beers. That's for sure. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> um, I mean, have you had to change mu- much at all? I mean, obviously, because you were training, you know, every single day for however many years it's been in your career. Obviously, you know, you, you, I'm guessing you could just not eat what you want, but you know, you 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 eat con- you're burning off a lot of cal- calories so you can eat a little bit more. Have you had to change much like that? Yeah, or? no, not really. I kind of just kept to the same sort of. I never really ate a lot anyway when I was playing, even though I burn a lot of calories. I uh, I didn't eat loads. So, um, yeah, so now I kind of still stick to similar, you know, yeah. foods to what I was eating when I was playing, but obviously I'm probably adding in a few more, few more beers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I've got to balance it out. You know, if I have a bad week, one week, then the following week I feel a bit bad. So then I go on a bit of a diet to try and, uh, yeah. Make myself feel a bit better. Have you, have you got used to kind of not playing now? Cause I'm, I'm sure it must've been weird. Like the first, you know, couple of weeks or whatever, or even now seeing the guys training you, itching to get involved yeah you're still itching you still got that buzz but like i said i know where my body is i know where i'm at in my life and yeah no i'm I, listen i've always you're, i think you're always going to miss playing any footballer that retires is always going to miss playing i i personally think but yeah I, i'm enjoying my role i'm really enjoying my role um and yeah yeah, because yeah, Grimsby are doing all right, uh-huh. aren't they, as well, to be fair? Yeah, season. we're doing all right. We're doing all right. We're not doing too bad. We, uh, we beat Stockport yesterday 3-1. 
Um, so yeah, big result as well because obviously they came up with you as well. So I'm guessing you you're looking at that game and thinking, yeah, you know, it, it, they're a good side to be honest, and I think they will. You know, I think they'll be up there whether they get into the playoffs or, or whatnot. I I do think they they've got a strong uh, strong side, and I think they will be up there. Fair enough. Right before we talk about the game. Um, everyone that's listening, please make sure you do check out our online merchandise store. Loads of t-shirts, hoodies for you to choose from. Even got a Chris Waddle Christmas jumper on there as well. Uh, WTIDpod.myshopify.com. The link will be in the show notes as well. And if you want to use the code free shipping as well at checkout, Jack, I'll give you one guess. What do you get with that one? I bet it's free shipping. There we go. Bingo. It's, <laughs> it's nice. 20% off. I'm joking. <laughs> no, free, uh, free delivery if you, if you use that one. So, uh, yeah, get that one used as well. Um, right. The, yeah. The game at the, at the weekend, Cambridge United, in terms of, we'll go, might as well start with the, the starting lineup, but uh, just the one change, Alex Mighton out, uh, Tariq Backinson came in and, and we, you know, I had the formation down as you know four four two four triple two however you kind of want to look at it. But Jack, what did you what did you think? Because Mighton did have a bit of a uh, a tough time, didn't he? Last time out against Cheltenham, so it probably wasn't a surprise that he uh, he dropped out. Yeah, but just, hang on, just making sure no one no one's breathing too loud. Any any loud breathing or anything down here on this? No, <laughs> we can, we're all good. Okay. Um, yeah, I saw the team came out and I was. Um, Group chat. I was what everyone does, don't you? Kind of try piecing it together, trying to remember everyone's names, who's where. And I thought it was either going to be a the four three one two. If some I kind of maybe lined up, I wasn't sure whether we'd play with Bannon as the width and go as like your Mackinson, Volks, Bannon, and your three in the middle with Windass in that ten roll, or like the four four two or the four triple two if it's a bit more the attacking way with Bannon left and, and Windass right. But I thought that we like you said, might and last week challenges going to have and we, we discussed it on the extra time is he, he needs a run of games to get I think the best out of him you know to see him get some confidence and some form and people learn what he's going to do how he's going to play but when you're a team pushing at the top you, you can't you can't sacrifice your team to just give someone who's not even our player that kind of chance to, to you know to get better he's going to have to accept that his minutes are going to come in drips and drabs um, yeah. but I'm sure he's been made aware of that so I, I thought the lineup was good Backinson's been pretty steady every time I've seen him play. He brings out physicality with the heights. I know if you looked, at, I thought their midfield looked quite quite tall. Um, I know obviously you know Digby's you know he's six four. He's a big lad, so he was going to be you know giving people the shoulder and getting involved. So I thought we probably needed a bit of physicality in there. Um, so yeah, I thought I, I was happy with the starting eleven. I don't mind the change. I don't mind the formation change. I have to be honest, it's it's nice to spring that on an opposition. Where one thing I did here, I was. Um, when I was watching it, one of the, uh, the Cambridge commentators said, "When we were warming up, we were we were set up as a warm up as the three five two. So they were oh, saying, right. oh, I think that's what they're going to go with.' And then they've said they then changed it, obviously, for the game, which we obviously knew beforehand. But yeah, I thought that was quite interesting. A little kind of bit of mind games, I think, pre game, keep them on the toes. Yeah, definitely. It, G- Giles, like we've just been well, like like Jax has been saying there about you know Mighton last year, played played last week. He, he, he did find it a bit tough and and everything, but you know." We're saying it needs minutes, but like I said, when you're up at the top, you can't can't kind of just wait for someone to to play into form, especially when you've got you know the the strength and depth that we've got in the in the team. You've, you've you kind of have to just think, you know, if you, if you're not doing it, someone else is already already going to be waiting in the wings, aren't they, to kind of take his place? Yeah, I think I've said it before many times. No, no player deserves to play 
uh, especially if they're on loan. I know he's come from a Premier League side, but at the end of the day, if you're not performing, you're not going to play. Um, that's just the facts. Yeah, uh, what I've saw, what I've seen of him. Sorry, we played Forest in the cup earlier in the season, and he played right wing back. Uh, and I thought he looked very lively. I'll be honest with you. So when I saw him go, I think about a week later, he went off and signed for for Wednesday on loan. I was thinking that was going to be a very good signing because I just obviously that was the first I saw of him when he when he played against us. Uh, but yeah, like you said, if he hasn't really been, you know, performing to a high level, listen, we're, you're at a massive. You're going to listen. I know he's at Forest. But you're going to another massive club with good players, by the way. A lot of players that, for me personally, can, can play in the Championship. Yeah. So, yeah, he he probably has he probably has found it a bit hard and tough, but listen, we've got a good squad, so I'm sure he'll get uh, more opportunities to to come in the side and, and prove what a good player he is. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and I'm sure you know, touch wood, we don't get many injuries, but there is probably going to be injuries that that happen. And yeah, he's going to get his get his chance. But you know, when you've got the likes of you know Delibishiru, who only came on for a bit of a you know a cameo near the end um you've got backinson who obviously came in and i must admit when i saw the the, the lineup i yeah i thought it was a strong team you know someone uh, i saw quite a lot of tweets and, and messages saying uh, no excuses but i think i don't think there's a lineup unless unless Moore's going to put people in strange positions i don't think there's a lineup that you're going to look at and think that's not good enough i think that, you know there's all right domayo i know he picked up a knock so he was unavailable and he's had a few iffy if your performances, but I think he's the only person really that you look and think that he's not really done it this season. Everyone else hasn't really had a shocker. Do you know what I mean? Everyone else has been playing to a, to a decent standard. So I think, you know, saying there's no excuses. I think there's no excuses when any team really goes out. I, I know, I know we're not going to win every game, but you look in terms of it on paper, I think we, we're going to, you know, there's not going to be any game this season where you look at it and think we haven't got a chance of winning. I think we're going to have got a chance mm. of winning absolutely every single game. I mean, I'll just, I'll just quickly run through the lineup. You know, Stockdale in goal. It were Palmer, Hequa, Hennigan, and Johnson as your back four. Then we had Bannon, Volks, Backinson, and Windass um, as you have your middle four or two and two, however you want to look at it. And then Smith and Gregory, you know, the the duo that can't do it and that can't play together, <laughs> leading the line. I've yeah. said that before the the start of the season. Um, Jack, like, it took us a while to get a goal, didn't it? What six minutes this week? <laughs> Yeah, I was, I, I was, probably not, we're just, we're running the races, a terrible start. No, we were, uh, again, I think we spoke about it last week. They have to be, I think they must say, let's come out and go from it, like tempo from minute one. They are so fast out the blocks this year. Well, well you saw that, didn't you? Because we got that corner, literally. About, In 12 seconds. Yeah. And we just from closing seconds, them yeah. down, yeah. Yeah, so, like I, I said it last week, if you play a team that, I'm not saying that you know Cambridge are going to sit with the two banks and, and play for the nil-nil, but once they get into their setting, they've got the rhythm, the routine. We are going to not struggle, but you know, it becomes a lot more of a difficult game. Once you score inside that first 10 minutes, their game plan of let's keep it tight, it's out the window. What do you do then? They've got to change. They've got to come out a little bit and push forward. So these early goals, I'm loving them. It settles everyone's nerves as well, doesn't it? Do you know what I mean? Straight away you think, oh, thank God, it's not like last year. So Yeah, Giles, is that right? Like, you know, you look and it was what um, who do we play? We played Cheltenham and Wickham. Wickham we scored after what forty something seconds, I think it was. Cheltenham it took a little bit longer, two minutes, and then it took took six minutes this weekend to score a goal. But those three teams, you know, Wickham 
do put 10 men behind the ball and, and they will give you a lot of possession and make it difficult. Um, Cheltenham, the same. I think they'd have been quite happy just to just to defend and everything and make it make it hard. Whereas, you know, we, we, we've scored early doors. It is, that is key in it, really. Because, I mean, are the, are the other team going to change? If you're, if you're going to kind of sit and, and defend and that's going to be your game plan, if you concede a goal in the first 10 minutes, are you going to change your game plan or are you going to kind of still kind of play the same? I don't know. I think you have to change your game plan. If you're sitting in and you, you concede early, then you've got to change it, don't you? You've got, to, you've got to go for it a little bit, especially Cambridge at home. You know, you're sitting back and allowing Sheffield Wednesday to, to dominate and to score early. Then, yeah, for me, you can't just sit back and, and allow them to keep coming. Do you think that would have been the game plan then from, you know, Darren Moore's obviously said, Let's go at them for the first ten minutes and get that early goal because because it, it's one of them when it, when when they do sit, when teams do sit back the longer it's nil nil you know the more fr- I know you know we're away from home this weekend so it's probably you know the same you don't have kind of have the same effect but you know especially when you're at home and and the you know it's nil nil seventy minutes gone and you're thinking Christ this is you know you, you're not going to score a goal here and it, it, it does make it difficult doesn't it Yeah like well, similar to what Jack said I think more saying that every game. I think every game you can see this season compared to last season, they're starting the game so well uh, and and putting pressure on the opposition straight away. And I think it's making a big difference. Yeah, I think we've, um, I was going to say, I think we've learned from, you know, last year, and you see it again this year, every time we go away from home, these the home sides are having their highest attendances so far this season. You know what I mean, they're selling out, they're going, all right, you know, this is, I don't want to say it, but I mean, it's a big game. Sheffield Wednesday are coming. We'll go it, and watch it, that one. Jack, it is though. It is a bit. Uh, uh, you know, we, we speak on the on the preview show, and they all said like it's going to be a great game. It's going to be a great atmosphere. You know, Sheffield Wednesday in town. It, you know, there's no shame in saying all, it. Exactly. Yeah. You know, they're all looking forward to it. We've seen it before when games are nil nil when it gets to thirty minutes, forty five minutes. The crowd get up, and some of the home teams start thinking, "We're in the game here, right? Let's go on. Let's go on, Nicky. Let's go and win it." We can feel you can feel the nerves kind of creeping a little bit, and the Wednesday players a little bit. I mean, some of the crowds getting up and stuff. You think, oh God, we're away from home. We're in a game here. That goal, the first ten minutes, the home crowd, you can see it. They just go, they go quiet. They go, ah, no, that's it. Well, Big team are here with all the budget, all the money, all the all the cliches that they'll throw at us, and they'll go, well, they're winning inside five minutes. So. Jack, do you see that the the vlog from one of the Cambridge fans? Uh, I don't know if you've seen it, but basically before and he's, he's speaking to other Cambridge fans that. Uh, they're obviously going to the game and they're all like, you know, what's the score prediction? And what's someone saying? 3 0 Wednesday, 6 0 Wednesday. None of them predicted, I think one of them said a draw, but everyone was predicting that they were going to get beat. And obviously, we spoke to um, the lad on the on the preview show as well, and, and he was saying the same like, I can't I can't see his beating yet. I can't even see, see his getting anything from the game. So yeah. already the fans are already thinking that it's going to be a. You know, they were probably happy with a two 0 defeat. I think, you no, know, especially after we beat yeah, them. Yeah, they took it. Yeah, six 0 uh, You know, our place last season. So, yeah, I mean, the goal. Yeah, like I said, it took what? <clears throat> it took five, six minutes for the goal. But you know, when when you look at it, a lovely little flick from Windass as well, which probably goes uh, missed. To be fair, uh, and then and then Backinson the the pass. I want to say inch perfect, but it's not quite because the defender does get a, <laughs> get ahead on it. But you know, uh, to, to, you know, to have the vision, and not only that, you know, for Gregory to make that run because you know we are going to talk about it a little bit later on in terms of Gregory's confidence. You know, he's not been scoring goals; he's only got one goal so far this season. But it's not f- for the want of trying. You know, he's still 
making them runs. He's still trying to get in behind. Something that we've not really done, um, to be fair, this uh, this season. But yeah, he gets in behind. Um, and the finish, Giles, it was a fantastic finish, weren't it, really? from a, it, it's, That's clearly a, a, a player that has experience and knows what to do in front of goal. Yeah, it was a great, listen, it was a great ball by Backinson. A bit like Kevin De Bruyne-esque, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. It was an unbelievable pass. Um, and then, to be honest, when when you're seeing it, you just don't think he's going to miss. You know, he, the way he took it around the keeper, it was just, it was class, to be honest. It was, you could see, that's a striker that's played at a, a very high level. Um, and it was a very, very good finish. Yeah, you see, it waits, doesn't it, Jackie? Like, waits for the defender to kind of commit himself. You know, obviously the defender's kind of on the back foot already in it because he's, He's let him get the ball, and, and that, I think that header kind of almost plays it into yeah, his yeah, path, doesn't it, Jack? Yeah, not just if I was when I was watching, it, I was thinking that defender will probably think I wish I'd have either left it completely. Gregory's got to probably try to like drag it from behind him and bring it forward a little bit, or get a full head on it and just put it anywhere but where he did. So he will probably be thinking that would have, you know touch on looking on his side. But I mean, Gregory, we spoke. People say, oh, I don't think he got confidence. He didn't look like a man short of confidence to me when he went in. You know. No the little kind of feint to drop the keeper and just slot it in. I mean, I think everyone in the ground thought that's one nil when he went in. Um, so yeah, I was ecstatic for him. I, I once said pre-game, I, I was dying for Gregory to score. He, he worked so hard the last few weeks and hit the post last week, just doesn't seem to be coming off for him and then to get his goal in a, in that style was brilliant. And then so yeah, celebrating in front of the fans as well was class. Well, you mentioned the celebration. Do you see that guy in the background with a yellow shirt? <laughs> my, I mean, my, my go-to celebration when I'm at a match is probably... <laughs> Two arms aloft, uh, obviously jumping up in the air, maybe a punch as well. Uh, maybe give Steve a bit of a hug or something like that, depending on magnitude of the goal. But what I don't do is lift up my shirt, cut my gut, and proceed to shake Are you it. Is well, it a tango? It might be, to be fair. But I mean, literally, what went through his mind is what I want to know. Like, at what point do you think Gregory scored a goal? Wait a minute, give it some of that. Go on, son. I loved it, mate. I mean, obviously, it's only a picture that you've seen, and everyone will probably seen it. If you haven't, just gone to the Sheffield Wednesday Twitter page, and I think it's on there. And uh, and yeah, it's like I can just, obviously there's no sound to a picture, but you can just imagine him going like going like have it or something. Like yeah, that. go on, son, <laughs> or whatever. But yeah, I mean, if you're listening, uh, do get in touch because that's fantastic. <laughs> that uh, <laughs> that picture. Um, but yeah, you, you mentioned Jack, you know high press weren't it from the start like that intensity and that kind of um desire to kind of put the game on um on cambridge because you know a few times especially last season i think we kind of gave other teams a bit too much respect and i suppose that around this time of the season we, we were good going through that spell weren't we? we were you know drawing yeah we're quite, a bit, weren't we? quite a few games but you know you know you look now what three of the last Four games we've had a goal already inside that you know inside five minutes i mean someone else who you know not scored a, a load of goals this season smith uh, he did have a chance didn't he with a header windass yeah. kind of stands it up to the to the back post <sighs> he's got to do better hasn't he? He, he, he can't miss Ooh. yeah he's he can't miss yeah he's kind of like he's just it's... kind of cushioned it back to goalkeeper i don't know if he yeah. just thinks that the ball's not coming to him but you know you, you, you look at that and as it comes across i'm thinking got to be a goal this so at least going to make the goalkeeper work but he just kind of puts it in his arms doesn't he? I mean he's going to be disappointed isn't it really yeah it's a terrible header I think everyone will have to say it's a really bad header and 
I was hoping for. You know, I mean, you look at it, you think, has he has he not seen it? But he's he's got eyes on that cross all the way all the way from from Windass's foot to his head. He can see it, and I think I don't know. It's it, that lacked conviction. That conviction down at Plymouth when he had his chance one on one. Do you know what I mean? Is in yeah. like I don't know. It's a bit like in it, and it can't be. Do you know what I mean? He's a striker that like, scored over hundred goals in his career, so it's not like he's he's not expecting chances. But it's just as if he's kind of gone. Oh, be Christ. Low, low on confidence a bit, Jack. I think it's got to be, hasn't it? Because mm. we were saying, you know, with the chances he's had, we were saying if that was in the Rotherham shirt last year, that's in the back of the net. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And I don't really know. You always think as a striker, they're the ones when you're low on confidence. Give us one of them. Just give us a tap in, an easy one mm. to get, you know, get it on the score sheet. Get everyone, you know, stop getting on my back about it, and we'll, we'll go from there. And it's just, it's just not happening for him, is it? At the minute, um, I think he's had a. I just don't know. I just, looking back, all I can vision is, just, and the keeper stood there and just went, "Oh, I'm trying to go for that." That should landed in my hands because he had no chance to keep otherwise. But I mean, the commentator was saying, you know, it's got to go kind of the opposite corner, really, and that you know, make the goalkeeper work and make him make a save, really. But yeah, he's just cushioned it into his arms. I mean, thankfully, obviously, it, it didn't matter in the end, did it? But you know, amount of times we were saying, you know, last week as well, or, or every week, really, we've. we've We've been creating chances. We've been creating like you know, we've been double figures for chances. In, I think pretty much every single game that we've had so far this yeah. season. So we're not we're not creating them. It's just putting them in you know in the back of the net. We're a bit the, wasteful with our shooting at the minute. But it's there mad though, one when with the second you know, I think there's only Plymouth that scored more goals than us this season, and we're and we're we're complaining about wasting chances. I mean, Ipswich to be fair, Ipswich are going to be complaining about about not cre- um, not converting yeah, chances after last night. <laughs> But yeah, you look at the chances and the ones that you know spring to mind. There was the one where I think someone's clipped it in from the left. There's a nod down, it dropped to Volks, and he's just a bit off balance. But that's a good a good head down into the box, and he's got enough time to probably at least hit the target. And he kind of spoons it right. There's one where Backinson gets it on the edge of the box. He's got time, and he drags it horrendously wide. You know, he scuffs it, and it bowls out of play. Yeah, Smith's header. You know, we should be coming in really. And I'm not saying you know Backinson's going to hit the you know, the top quarter from the end of the box and you can't be expecting that. But we, we, I don't think we work the keepers enough. I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about it when we talk about it now when the yeah. Michael Smith challenge on their goalkeeper. I don't know if you've, if you've seen it, Giles. No, where um, It's like a pass back to the keeper. He has his, he has a touch and goes to, he clears it out and Smith comes flying in to close him down. He kind of goes, he goes to slide to block the ball, but he, he's late. He is late to it. He catches him on the follow through. Basically, he catches him on the follow through. Um, not Smith. I mean, you know, um, Mitov, the the goalkeeper. As as he strikes the ball, it looks like he kicks the bottom of his foot or whatever he does. And yeah, he's, he he goes down. Smith gets a yellow card. Then he, he takes a, a goal kick that goes horrendously out of play, and then he's down again with um, you know receiving more treatment. It looked, it looked like he was going to go off. To be fair, yeah, um, I thought he was going. But yeah, go on, go on, Jack. Yeah, so obviously he's he's hobbling about. And a question for you, Jack. As a, as a footballer you can see whenever there's any any movement around the goal whether it's corners whether it's a goal kick he's fetching the ball he's struggling do you know I mean his movement looks restricted as a team are whispers going round he, he's struggling in goal let's get some shots in from range let's 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 kind of capitalise on the injury is that is that class of bad sportsmanship yeah, no, no, definitely yeah 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 like even for example if it's a corner and you can see he's struggling after a first couple you'd say put it on him do you know what I mean? Get, get around the yeah. keeper, put it on him because you can see that he's maybe, you know, he's, he's coming out to catch it and he's dropping it or he seems like he's flapping at things. I, like any player. 
Does that just come from... Yes, keep, keep, keep putting it on him. Does that just come from being a footballer? Is that coming from the manager? Is manager saying, fucking shoot from... You know, from shoot on site, or the manager or might say at half time, but I think when you're when you're on the pitch as players, you you can sense it, you can see it yourself, right? Yeah, you know you, what I mean. You so like you, to think you so, yeah. Hear, get some shots off. You, you, listen, it's happened. The keeper shit. There's been times where I've said it. You know what I mean? Yeah. In games, shoot on think, Oh my god, the keeper is fucking shit. He's having a nightmare. And I'll be saying it to players: just shoot thirty yards. Well, just it, shoot, shoot. You know what I mean? He did have a bit of a nightmare there, keeper. Then there was one he nearly threw into his own net from across. That was, was, yeah, I saw that. That was in the second half, really yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, he didn't have a, you know, he didn't have a, a great game. Let's say. To be fair, I think he's one of the better goalkeepers in the division. To be honest, if you look in terms of clean sheets, I think he kept some like 16, 16 clean sheets last season. He was one that I kind of picked out. I think he was kind of loosely linked with Sheffield Wednesday. He might just be one of these pie in the sky Instagram kind of people that mm-hmm. <laughs> that linked him <laughs> with his. Uh, this season, but we will talk. I think we're going to talk on goalkeepers uh, a little bit, uh, a little bit later. But you know, obviously, we've you know we talked about that that chance that Smith had. Um, obviously, second half came, and I think one of the first times that you know I thought that not at any point did I think that that Cambridge were going to kind of come back into the game, but they did certainly kind of have a lot of pressure in that second half, and we, I think we found it hard to kind of get footholded. They must have had a rocket up their arse, or whether they changed. You know, I'd, I'd not, I'd not kind of um, noticed the change in formation or anything like that. But they certainly they were they were different, and we were having to kind of withstand a, a barrage of kind of crosses into the box. Like I said, came to nothing in the end. But for me, it just kind of lacked a little bit of intensity, Jack. I don't know about you. We, we just looked a bit different after that. You know, after that second half, which it worried me to a to a certain extent. But like I said, the I think against a better side, they perhaps might have capitalised a little bit more. But it was it was almost like we maybe thought that this game's a bit too easy. But I don't know. We yeah, kind of came I back think into they, it. they did caught they caught us off guard, didn't they? They, they? Let's be honest, they were poor first half. Cambridge. They, they. I don't think other than one chance where I think they kind of got in behind and he kind of hits it the keeper, but basically from the byline. Um, yeah. I don't recall them having anything in the first half. They, they were struggling to create more than 10 passes, you know, all game. So I think uh, they must have had a, a bollock in at half time. Someone must have said, you know, this is this is diabolical at home. We can't be playing like this. So probably a bit a bit naive in a sense from ourselves to not think they're going to come out and have a go. It looked like we were a bit like, oh shit, God, we weren't expecting this when we probably should have. No whole team's going to play that bad all game in front of their own fans. So they came at us. And I think, like you said, as much as they put pressure on the few crosses coming in, I don't recall Stockdale having to do anything where you thought, oh God, because normally Stockdale as well, he's very good at reading when we're under pressure and he'll usually grab it, drop to the ground, kind of slow it down, tell everyone, give the hand signal that's calmed down a second. He, he didn't have to do, I don't think he even probably caught the ball. Do you know what I mean? There was, there was no need for him to do anything. So we rode the storm a little bit, like you say, another day. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of this phrase of against good teams, X, Y, and Z would happen personally because completely different game you're all having different team talks at half time you've got different tactics at half time you know they're going to be a better team they're going to come at us so we're probably setting up differently playing our game differently I think it's very easy to say you know oh, if Plymouth did that against us we'd have conceded but we'd have probably played a very different game against Plymouth we wouldn't have been sat there so probably casual like you said a bit off guard so yeah Giles I think another day though yeah Giles someone asked you is you know 
last season there were you know team when we came up against these sort of teams they kind of put 10 men behind the ball uh we found it very hard to break them down you know Morecambe I think is is one of them when they beat us 1-0 so we, we didn't beat Cambridge when we went to their place I know conditions were terrible that day we were what you know 80th minute equalizer to, to to grab a point last time um Obviously, we kind of invited, well, not invited pressure onto us, but they, we, we allowed them to have, you know, as much of the ball as they wanted. I think they kind of just shaded the possession stats, which is, you know, which you kind of wouldn't have expected. Do you think that the that the, that the tactics are almost like, let's let them have a bit of the ball? Because if they are going to kind of come onto us a little bit, they're going to leave gaps in behind and that, you know, we're confident enough that we can, that we can deal with what comes into the box. If you, if you look... You know, we've won 27 aerial duels at the weekend to Cambridge's nine. I think uh, Joe Ironside didn't win. I think he won one out of, out of nine uh, nine offensive aerial duels that he attempted. Uh, Hennigan won 82% of his aerial duels as well. So do you think that would be a tactic in the... Well, that was just second half though, right, James? Well, well the, the second half, we, you know, the, the, we did invite a bit of pressure on, but... They didn't kind of. They wasn't just camped on the edge of the. It wasn't just Wednesday for you know ninety percent of the game. The, but I mean, first know, half Wednesday dominated though, right or not? We we did, but it wasn't it, it wasn't just all us. You know, we we did let mm-hmm. let them have the ball. And obviously, if you see the first goal, we've we've got him behind. So my my question is, would that be a a tactic to perhaps even though the t- intensity was there in the first ten minutes, you know, w- would would it be like kind of stand off them a little bit, let them come on to us? And I don't think so. No, I don't think so, mate. I've, I think when, like you said, when you're Sheffield Wednesday and you're playing against a team like, no offence, but a team like Cambridge, uh, I don't think so. I think... Uh, yeah, but, it, but it's, 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 it is hard, isn't it, when you're coming against, you know, because if, if, if we're showing our dominance and we're absolutely, you know, giving it, you know, chance after chance after chance and they can't even get out of their 18-yard box or whatever, they do, you know, teams will just kind of shut up shop and just, you know, and just defend for their lives and, you know, we've seen it. We found it difficult to break them teams down. I know we're a different beast this season, but I just, I just thought that I don't, I don't. Obviously, I know the other team has their game plan and they come to play their game. I just didn't think. I just didn't know whether it would be an instruction to kind of, you know, let them, let them come on to us and let them, uh, you know, let them, let them have a bit of the ball to think that they're on top, and then you can just, you know, get in behind and uh, and get that goal. If it's not, yeah. I don't know. No, no, I don't think so. I honestly don't. I think maybe against better sides, potentially. But, I but, think again, but the thing against... is, against against the better sides, though, you have that space anyway, naturally, because they're they are a better team and they're not just going to camp on the edge of the box. Just... Yeah, but I, but I mean, for example, say you're playing against a, a better side and and you know Sheffield Wednesday start dominating in the first twenty minutes or so, then I don't know. Let's give an example of Plymouth for it or someone in the league they might come back into it a little bit then you might turn around and say hold on all right they're having a bit of possession let's get our shape and let's just sit back a little bit do you know what i mean in that case but i think when you're playing against an opposition like cambridge where you know we're we're expected to win those games let's be honest if we if we're going up cambridge away i think every fan is expecting sheffield wednesday to to 100% win that game whether we get a great a great performance in that's that's different but Definitely, I'm sure you and Jack would have, would have expected to get three points from that game. Yeah, it's it's, it's not that we didn't expect it. What, what I'm trying to, I think, what I'm trying to get at is this: you know, um, 
when, like I said, it's difficult to break a team down that just puts 11 men behind the ball. So you kind of almost, you don't want them to do that because it is difficult. Cause it's just, uh, you know. But, but we scored early though. Yeah, we, yeah we, we did. We did. And then, you know. If... So so really, if we scored early, we should be kicking on again. I don't feel like Sheffield Wednesday's a side where if we score early, we should then sit back and allow them to come a little bit. Yeah. Maybe it, was, maybe it was the you know the fact that we were 1-0 up that they had to change their tactics and come on to us a, a little bit more. Uh, than well, this. that's what I think, yeah, yeah. because like you said, that if they want to get something out of the game, they have to start playing a little bit and going a bit more attacking or creating a bit more chances or, you know, moving forward rather than just having 10 men behind the ball. Yeah. Um, we, we, we made changes as well. Um, we said, you know, subs make, make the subs change games. We said that against Plymouth obviously it went in the in the wrong direction Cheltenham subs changed the games for you know for the right reasons and uh, Jack they, they changed the, you know changed the game again didn't they for for the right reasons this week you know Smith came off McGuinness came on Backinson went off Byers replaced him and, and then we switched to that uh, 3-5-2 again now um, I don't know if this chance came before or after the the subs were made, but Gregory had a fantastic chance to make it 2-0 before he actually did. Yeah. I, I don't know about you, but I was already celebrating that goal because I thought it was going I, I thought it was going in. Um Yeah. I think that I thought that was I think the pass was destined. probably a little bit too weak, possibly short. maybe. Yeah. yeah, a bit short. But I mean credit to the defender, he got he got across. But like I said, I, I thought that ball was going uh, going to be nestled in the back of the in the back of the net. I think if you look, he's looking for that far corner. But obviously, the defender gets across. It nearly goes in the near post. But yeah, it was a gl- glaring chance that one. Yeah, I mean that was the same defender that headed it back. Headed it back in the first, from Gregory's first goal. So he's as much as he might have helped on that one, he definitely saved one there. So he's kind of evened himself out, hasn't he? So that one, I thought. I mean, I jumped up. I mean, especially once you saw inmate connection with it, Gregory, I thought that's, that's back of the net. And then, I, I mean, I didn't realise at first that, like you said, he was going for that far corner. I thought he'd just gone just to. You know, just zipped it near post. And then when he picked the ball up and rolled it out for a corner, I thought he'd done the classic thing when a striker misses a sitter, he's gone. Corner that, it's got to be a corner. There's no way I've missed that. And but, um, Yeah, when you watch, he has actually got deflection, hasn't it? It's brilliant off. defending, yeah, really good. I remember when the cross came in, like you said, it was a bit, you kind of egged it on like, please speed up, come on, that's got to get there quicker <laughs> than that. So, yeah, it was a, I mean, that was probably the most clear-cut chance in the second half before we scored that I can remember, wasn't it? I know we had that, like I said, the goal mouth scramble where the keeper's tried to chuck it in his own net and hooked it off the line. But other than that, that was the, the next best chance. Yeah, and I think like I said that the, the the subs came at the right time. Uh, and like credit to Darren Moore, really. Uh, we have to give him credit because we slated him for the Plymouth game. So you, you, we have to give him praise for, for making the subs when he did. And again, you know, changing to that three five two worked against Cheltenham and he did exactly the same again this week. And you know, whether it took uh, you know took Cambridge by surprise and they weren't expecting it or they didn't realise that's what that's what would happen because you, know, you see quite a lot of people. So I heard it against uh, against Cheltenham. I, I saw people tweeting about the same thing again this week. You know, oh, we've took a striker off and put a defender on. That means that we're going to be you know settling for one nil, but one nil win. It Giles, it doesn't always mean that, does it? You know, when you're just when you take an attacking player off and put a, de- a defensive player on, it doesn't always mean that you're just going to settle for a you know settle for whatever result it is at the moment. Because like you know, in this instance, we've changed shape three five two. And that's give us uh, extra space, especially when it comes to Palmer on that right hand side. Yeah, definitely. Listen, I think it's like you said, you've got to give a lot of credit to Moore because he was getting some stick off the Plymouth, wasn't he? Stick. Yeah, even we even we were giving him some stick and we, we, well, you know, I watched we, that game actually. I watched it on the uh, on the iFollow and it was 
yeah, it wasn't the best, was it? <laughs> no, that you could you could say that. But you know, he's he seen that we needed to make a change. He's done that. You know, we weren't on. You know, they, they were coming into it. They were. You perhaps could have said they were they were shading it. Like Jack said, we only had one or two chances in that second mm-hmm. half until we made that change. So yeah, fair play to him. He's seen it and he's and he's reacted on it. No plan B, but clearly, he clearly did have one this week. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. And uh, yeah, again, credit to Moore. Um, credit to the subs that came on. And yeah, I think it, things are going well. Things are going really well at the moment. Um, and, and it's always good when you see subs come on and make a difference. Yeah. Because I mean, it shows yeah. that, you know, we've, we've got the squad to you do me- it. You mentioned that. George Byers, what did you think to, to him when he, when he came on, Jack? Because for me, he looked like an absolute Rolls Royce in that midfield. Oh. And- how good was it to see him come back on and, and be back playing? It's uh, I mean, as much as I think Volts has done a very good job in the time where where Byers has been out, and there were probably a few question marks. You know, I'm not saying someone on here made a tweet about it, but there were a few question marks about Will Volts at one bit. But I don't know what you're um, saying, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he's been he's been brilliant. Do you know what I mean? I think he's been very good. I know when there were people were saying pre-game, oh, I think Byers is, well, obviously was back fit because he's, he's he's in the squad and he's there. I was saying as much as I, I, I prefer Bayes I mean I think when you're putting our strongest 11 out Bayes is in there you can't say to Volk so well now that Bayes is back get yourself back on bench when you've been playing like he has because that for me doesn't send a good message to anyone that you know if you're playing well if someone's better on paper you're back out so but it was great seeing back he's just so so calm isn't he do you know what I mean he's just, he just glides around he's, he's passing he's tackling he's just always showing for space as soon as his first, his first touch is always positive yeah I think he's brilliant. That's I think what, that's what I was going to say for me. Sorry. For me, well, it's that kind of that positivity that he's got, and that always looking forward and looking ahead. It's never like the easy pass. He's always gets the ball out of his feet. He's always looking for whether that's to pass it out wide or into feet for Gregory. Do you know what I mean, he's always looking to to advance it forward. Where you see some people, and the first thing they want to do is just hold on and regain possession. But you know, like I said, he picks the ball up, his head up, and it, it looks like he's going to make something happen for me. That that's what yeah. that's what I like about him. But yeah, yeah like- he's, he's brilliant. And then, do you know what I was thinking then when you talk about people saying, oh, we brought Smith off, it's a negative change. Is it, in a sense? Because what that does is that puts Windass up front, who has played up front in his career. You put Bannon further up, but you've got, you know, Bannon, Byers and stuff all on the pitch. Your wing-backs are now allowed to, to kind of bomb on. You know, you've got the freedom to push forward more. You've got that extra centre-half to kind of cover should we need it. I don't think that's a, for me, I don't think it's a negative change. I think, We've played some of our, well, I mean, when we've played that 3-5-2, we've played some of our most attacking football probably in the country, haven't we? Do you know what I mean? The, the goal scored tally from, you know, in 2022 shows that. So I think when we played that 3-5-2, as much as I think the four at the back allows us to have that hectic, fast tempo start. Teams are a bit like, oh God, what's going on here? Do you know what I mean? We've got attackers going from this side, this side, oh, what's going on? The 3-5-2 for me is our control, like... This is it now. We've got our, you know, we know what we're doing. We know exactly what every position, every role is. Everyone's got the jobs, and we just look so fluid in it. Everyone's kind of covering each other when needs to. Uh, I do me, like the for four. Me, for me, Palmer had a quiet game yesterday until we made yeah. that switch to three-five-two, and then you know that kind of released him. You know, I think he would, he would have been a bit sheltered. Obviously, he's not got as much cover as he like you like you're just saying there. You've got three centre backs playing that three-five-two that that can kind of cover you off and perhaps. You know, he's, he's normally got a Hequa that's kind of coming over onto that right-hand side to, to help him out when he, when he's bobbing forward. But obviously, when you've only got two there and you're a right-back, you, you you are a bit, you know, restricted. I mean, I'm not saying he didn't get forward a lot, but, you know, that formation doesn't kind of lend itself to that. But 
you know, it, you know, you saw that literally. I'm not sure how many minutes it was after we made the changes, but it was it wasn't long. And you know, Palmer picks it up and uh, whips the ball in for Gregory. And at, at first, you know, at first sight, it looks like a deft finish, and looks like the keeper's made an absolute howler. But um, you know, on the on the second looks, Giles, when you see that goal that that Gregory scores, um, you know, he's he's got in front of his man, and you know, it, yeah, it took a deflection, but you've got to get there first and foremost, don't you? Really? Yeah. But what I would say is just going back to the three-five-two is it. Listen, the players know how to play it. They played it a lot last season. Um, so it's not it's not like a new formation, right? Which they're they're just coming into it, changing it. For me, when you're playing a three-five-two, you have to practice. Players have to know how to play a three-five-two. I don't think you can just suddenly change to a three-five-two without working on it and expect players to just get it. That's me personally. Every yeah. time I played a three-five-two, we've worked on it. So players know exactly where to be um, and where they should be, right? Yeah. So when they when when more can change to three-five-two. I think it's it's very good because, like I just said, the players have played it before and understand how to play a three-five-two as well as knowing how to play in a four-four-two or a four-two-three-one or, or or whatever formation. How, uh, how he, difficult he, he is it, Giles? How difficult is it when when the opposition do change the formation? Because I'm guessing you know when when they start off, you know sometimes you have got an idea how they're gonna how, how they're gonna set up. You know, you, you you match them up or whatever it is that you do with your formation. You know, he's picking, you know, you're kind of picking up. Obviously, when you get, you know, when you're 60, 70 minutes into a game, mentally you get tired as well, depending on how, you know, how kind of enduring the game's been. And then, you know, suddenly they change the formation. It can take a while, can't it, I'm guessing, to kind of yeah, realise yeah, who's picking who up. Yeah, yeah, it can be tricky. Um, but that's where you need, you know, your leaders and, and players on the pitch to to, to see that early. Um, who does that? Is that coming from the manager? Is that coming from the captain? Well, is I'm that... sure the manager will will definitely shout out and say they've gone to a three. Um, you know, there'll probably be a message passed on to the nearest man closest to more. Can you can, can you kind of notice that sometimes on the pit on the pitch, or does it kind of have to? Because yeah, look, I've played football at no level whatsoever, but sometimes, I mean, I'm guessing the football I've played, it's only been four four two, and that's all you played. <laughs> but do you know what I mean, when you when you sat in the stands and you, and you and you can kind of, you know, especially if you sat on the the people that sit in the grandstand where I used to sit when I were, you know, when I first used to go to the match. I used to love it because I used to play a football manager at the time and you can see everything. You can see where players are and the yeah, formation, yeah, yeah. the style of play. I've been to games where I've sat on the front row and you can't see, you can't see jack shit in terms of like <laughs> what formation teams are playing because, you, you know, you've got no kind of, you know, perception of where, where people are. So when you're actually on the, on the pitch, you know, and surely some, there must be times where I mean, look, you play football, you know, day in day out, so it comes second nature to you. But there must be times where you don't even realise that things have changed. Yeah, I think you know, as players, you know, when they're when when they're making a substitution, and you can see when certain players move into certain positions on the pitch. You kind yeah, of as when a, a striker player, you know, when a striker comes off and a defender comes on, you think well, exactly, and then you can, and then you kind of <laughs> on the pitch, you can see they're setting up and they've got three at the back. As a player, you you can see these things. You know what I mean? Or, but what course, you do is I just will give. Yeah. Or what you do is do what Wallace do, Ross Wallace does and just nick the piece of paper off. Have a quick read. That would know what that were absolutely quality when he did that. Didn't didn't someone else do it as well? Um, or did it's been a few it, times that's happened. Some, I'm sure did, did you do it to did you do it to Kachunga I think, and then I'm yeah. sure we did it against 
Rotherham? I've got I've got him yet. I don't know. I'm sure it's happened. I'm sure we've done it. We've done it twice. Yeah, but I'm sure it's happened a few times. Absolutely pissed myself laughing when uh, <laughs> when I when I when I saw that. Um, yeah, once it went to two nil, Jack. I thought for me it were it were pretty much game over. Whole time whistle, wasn't it? Yeah. Sewing it up. I think there were no chance. Yeah, you know, that said, it didn't really cause any real threat. But that, at that point, for me, huge sigh of relief. They were like. <laughs> Even though, like I've just been saying, it didn't look like they were going to score, were Wednesday, and, and you always have that in the back of your mind that despite all the dominance, we could we could throw this away. It's happened so many times before. Um, but yeah, to get that second goal just kind of finished it off, really, didn't it? Yeah, it took all the all the kind of life went out of them, didn't it? They knew that was it. The game was up, and it's what we've needed to do. So, like you say, being Wednesday, there's so many games where we've gone. Oh Christ! Here we go, one nil. And you know exactly what's coming. You in the last five minutes, board comes up, and for some reason there's been one tackle, and board's put six minutes up, and you think, "How oh, the bloody hell's that happened?" And the long ball just comes raining in. It doesn't matter how good you are, you know. Once that ball's coming in, it's you know, bloody washing machine in there, and it's bouncing about. It just needs someone to get ahead on it, so on it, one one, and all your hard work's you know, it's fucked off, it's wasted. So it was good to know that you know the last. I mean, when did we score the second? About seventy five. Something like that. I've got 80, something like yeah. I don't have the exact time. I can't remember it now off the top of my head. Yeah, we ran. We ran about that. I could look, but I can't be asked. Yeah, well, we, well, you know, seventy-five, eighty, somewhere around there. And we just from that point, like I say, the last ten minutes then just became a bit of a bit of a training game in sense, didn't it? Do you know what I mean? We we're just knocking it around. All the tempo dropped, but it's what you need to do away from home. Every game doesn't need to be that we're going to go and flog in the shop later on down the line and go, what a great game. Like rewatch it. it just three points on the board. You know the cliche of what we say in the green, and it will just say Sheffield Wednesday have won, and, and let's move on to the next game. 100%. No injuries. Hundred percent. It's just ticking, ticking another game off, isn't it? And that's that's yeah. what we need to do. Yeah, like for me, like Darren Moore now is we're just winning games however we can. I'm not. I'm not meaning that in in a sense like we're playing shit and and we're just kind of scraping these three points. But for me, it's just about getting them three points in. You know, and if that means dominating the game and you know and absolutely steamrolling them fair fair play if that means you know having to you know just not even get out of second gear like i think we've pretty much did you know this weekend really like no no disrespect for cambridge but you know we didn't really have to turn it turn the style on or anything like that we were just you know just doing what we needed to do really so so for me you know it's it's just you know, just just about getting them them three points, and that's something that we kind of didn't do last season. It were almost like we were just trying to play play like the attractive football, and you know we had the we had players that had, you know come down from the championship to play for us. I know we've still got some of those players now, but I think you know having that experience in this division, you know, all right, Smith's not scored uh, today, and he's came off, but having his experience of playing in League One, Michael Ehequa, Hennigan, who again. You know, another fantastic defensive display from from him, which again we keep saying every single week. These players that have, you know, all the players that, have, that were here last season, they've got that experience under the belt of playing at, you know, the, these grounds that they've perhaps not been used to playing at. You know, you look at the Championship, you don't get a Cambridge ground in there. You know, probably I don't know one of the worst grounds that you go to is maybe going to be a Luton, but even that's not exactly yeah. uh, a, a, a ground as small as what. What is I'm sure there's others as well that you can 
that you can think of. You know, when you go to like Hull or when you go to, whether you go to Stoke or whatever, it's all stadiums. Yeah, the there. big stadiums, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. and so you, you've not got that. You know, and it must be a, it must be a big difference, Giles, going to these smaller grounds. I know, obviously, you've you know you've played in all the div- you know in all them divisions, you know, right up to the championship, and then obviously right down to the to the national league. But it must make a difference, you know, going to these smaller grounds where the where the crowd are on top of you and it must get a little bit of getting used to yeah no definitely but what I would say is I think Sheffield Wednesday now uh, are used to that that's 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 the point that's what I'm trying to make you know yeah no 100% yeah you're spot on because what? What? like you said they've been they've been, they've been in the league now for a while they've, they've played against these teams again Morecambe away Cambridge you can go through there's a lot of them right like you said with which, which stadiums which are nowhere near as big as Hillsborough or, or other big big stadiums, so yeah, I think it makes a difference that now they they they're used to it. They've they've been there before. They know how the atmosphere is, and they know how to deal with it. Yeah, I mean, you look, we, we we dealt. I know I've said it a few times. We dealt with absolutely everything everything into the box. Twenty seven aerial duels that we won against Cambridge and nine, like I mentioned already. Um, Cambridge had twenty six crosses, which I were a bit a bit shocked at, but only three of them, according to who scored, were accurate. I'm guessing that meaning that's meaning that they got ahead on three of them and uh, and didn't for the other 23. Um, we made 38 clearances as well, by the way. Uh, 20 came from the back four. Hennigan with nine. Uh, Volks also got nine as well. Saw him getting his uh, getting stuck in uh, and again dealing with uh, with everything that were coming into the box. Um, but you know, we I think you've got to take confidence from the fact that we've just dealt with it. You're not going to get a game where the other team have zero chances or even yeah. zero you know zero possession it's not going to be 100 zero you know i mean they're gonna they're gonna have um they're gonna come on to us and they're gonna do that but it's just about how you deal with it and you know making it frustrating for them you know, every time they put a cross into the box one of our players gets ahead on it and, and clears it out of the way it's going to be frustrating they're going to be thinking fucking hell can't you know we can't do anything against this team you know what you know, literally everything that they do doesn't come off and it gets to a point where you know, I'm not gonna say they're gonna give up, but they clearly didn't. They kept they kept trying with with the 26 crosses that that they put in. But you know, a testament to towards it how we've dealt with it. And you know what we were saying at the start of the season, we can't defend crosses, crosses into the box, and you know that's our down. You know, put a cross into the box, and I offer and Hennigan will shit the pants, and uh, and you'll just score a header. <laughs> clearly, you know, uh, clearly they've been working on something because. Everyone was just putting their head on it. Like I said, there nine uh, nine clearances from Hennigan. When you look at his stats, about that, I'm I'm kind of a bit bored of tweeting him out because it's just the same thing every single week. It's just you know nine aerial jewels won, and it's this many clearances, this many interceptions. It's just getting a getting a bit boring now. He and just what, needs a goal. He does, mate. I put that's from the tweet we need, <laughs> mate. I put a tenner on him scoring a goal at the weekend, fourteen to one. He were so I thought. He's due one. He's due a goal. And do you know what? I don't know. Has he scored many goals in his career? He's scored a few. He's not. Hey. I mean, he's, look, he's not prolific. He's not like. <laughs> you know what I mean, he's not. He's not scoring every single week. But we had that corner after what a minute, and Hennigan got his head on it. And I, on it, I thought all my Christmases had come at once. But this, you know, I've not had a bet in ages as well. And I thought this is it. He's going to win this one. I nearly had him as first goal scorer as well, which was twenty four to one. So if I stuck a tenner on that. I'd have, I'd have been absolutely quids him, but you know, alas, it didn't happen, and I might as well just burnt that ten pounds. To be fair, you need to get on my correct scores one. That's what's coming in at the minute. Did you have two 0 this week again? 
Yeah, of course I did, yeah. <laughs> I've, won, I've three now. I've had the correct result in my last four games. So it's put, ridiculous. Have you put bets on it as well? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, absolutely. Uh, get down to Jack's going well. part, Party at Jack's. He'll be... Uh... Party at Jack's. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, absolutely. Jack, I've got a question for you. Go on. Just when we were talking about Obviously, like the tempo and stuff. Once that second goal goes in, mm-hmm. and it looks like you know Cambridge have kind of gone. That's, that's probably it. Do the players, you know, from the, from a Wednesday point of view, do the players enjoy that kind of like we know we're gonna we're through this game. We don't need to, you know, for fifteen minutes we can just kind of take the foot off the gas, drop it down the gears again, knock it about. We know we've not got any injuries. Obviously, with the games they come thick and fast in, in these divisions, as we know. Will they will they kind of walk off and think I'm glad we didn't need to play a hundred percent for that game, or do they kind of think oh, I wish that was a bit more of a game, like? How's it kind of go in the mind? No, I just think once the second goal goes in, and like you said, it was, I think, 75th or 80th minute. That's a relief. That's that's now, I think as players, you know, that's it. Obviously, you don't take your foot off the gas too much because like you said, you know, goals change games. If Cambridge yeah. was to get a goal in the last 10 minutes, then it could potentially, um, it could open it. Sorry, just reading the... <laughs> <laughs> distracting me over here James um, yeah it could potentially obviously you know change the game and if they get a goal last five minutes of the game could be bloody a bit worrying should we say but no I think 2-0 with 10 minutes to go I think Sheffield Wednesday now know it's comfortable and they can maybe you know relax a bit and just keep the ball you know and, and, and enjoy it um, and I think that's what they I think that's what they did because Listening to fans, listening to you guys, it seemed like after that second goal went in, uh, Cambridge were deflated, and and I think it was it was game over, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Def- definitely. Yeah. Right, I'm just going to just going to talk about a few uh, a few of the individual performances. Then just um, one that I picked out. We haven't really spoke about him much yet. Uh, Marvin Johnson, for me, defensively, absolutely spot on. Um, blocks, tackles, interceptions. Oh. Tackle success rate, 100%, four attempted, but came away, came away with the ball four times. He's just one of them, you know, one of them players that I think, um, you know, we have said already this season that he has looked like, you know, some of the goals, you know, that we've conceded early on have come down his side. We were, you know, we were perhaps questioning his, you know, whether he needs, you know, whether he needs to come out of the side. Clearly being, clearly something had been said because he's not been getting forward as much, but obviously my kind of, takeaway from the weekend wasn't really his uh you know his attacking performance which you know he did get a few crosses into the box but for me it was just it was just defensively he just there were there were times where some of the tackles that he did were were second to none um I, I thought he did fantastic in the first half equally so in in the second jack do you think he's got rid of them demons that were that were haunting him in that early part of the season now i think so i mean he looks like he's he's been I must say they're always working on it, aren't they? But it looks like he's back to his defensively. He's got that kind of confidence back. Um, you know, there was a in the first half, the chances that they were having were definitely coming down that side. Um, but he's, you know, he, you can't remember a chance actually coming bar the one went, like I said, at the byline. But if he can, if he can bend that round from the byline and score, you just you have to shake his hand and say, "Well played." So I think he's, I think he's been really good. Yes, I probably. Defensively, best game of the season, would you say? 100% for me. He just looks solid. Like, literally, like I said, they had that one chance that came down his side, but there were there were other times. I mean, they're probably going to look and think, you know, teams have had the most success down Johnson's side, so maybe they're going to try and, you know, if, if they're a team like Cambridge, you're going to think, you know, 
let, let's just try that. You know, if we're going to get anything, it's probably going to come down Johnson's side. But yeah, you, you, I think you're right. He's been clearly been working on it because he's, uh, yeah, he's for me, it was hands down. I mean, I, I would have him. I know Gregory's got two goals, so it'd probably be difficult to, you know, to not give Gregory a man of the match. But for me, Marvin Johnson were, were, were definitely a close second. And I'm pleased for him as well because, like I said, he's, he has had it tough. You know, he had it tough start of last season when he came I had him down as one of the worst players that had played for Sheffield Wednesday and then you know he's had, he's had to play a different role then we had that song that came out for him because he were doing doing wonders at left centre half um, and yeah for me it, it, it definitely just stood out as a he's having a great game um, another another one that I've, that I've picked out is is Tariq Backinson um, for me you know you've, you, Giles you said about that past uh that he uh, that he made for the goal, you know, he comes into the side. He's not played a, a you know a load of minutes. Let's uh, let's be honest, and um, he just looked like he'd never been out of the side at all. You know, just in terms of his his passing, he had, he, he got the assist for the goal um, against Plymouth with with Liam Palmer. Again, that were a fantastic pass. The vision that he's got, and again, the vision this week to find uh, to find Gregory. And is it is it difficult to you know when you are out of the side to to come back in and actually play? At those sort of, that like those sorts of levels straight away. Yeah, it, it definitely is. But what I would say is, what helps is when the team's winning. It's always better to come into a team that is confident, the morale's good, um, and the team's playing well because then you can fit in a bit easier. You know, the pressure's off a little bit. If that makes sense. You know, when you're coming into a team that's struggling, it's always hard work. You know, you you, you always feel like you have to really perform to a high level because the confidence is down, players aren't playing well, you know, you, you're wanting to to impress to stay in the team, whereas it seems like you're coming into a team that's, that's playing so well. It's a lot of players now they come in and they just they fit they fit in really nicely. Yeah. What well, I would say though, sorry, what I would say is I didn't really know much about the boy before he came to Sheffield Wednesday. I haven't really I hadn't really seen him play much. But what I've what I've seen of him since he's been at Sheffield Wednesday, that I actually like. I see, I see a good player there. Honestly, yeah, he's he's got a good tackle. I mean, like I said he, his vision for me in some of the passes. He did one for Smith, uh, Jack, outside of the right boot. You know, it, it's something you see in like in, in the Premier League, not in not in League One. You don't see many League One players trying it with outside of the out of the boot, do they? Really? Yeah, I mean, I think. Unless it's bad news, just yeah, just does everything. Um, I think the whole team's playing with a bit of swag at the minute. You know, you've got that pass there that you just described. I know Windass did one where he's, you know, from the right wing, he's brought it down half volley and he's just switched it and it's kind of like boomerangs onto Bannon's toe in, you know, an ocean of space. Who's then crossed it in and it's, you know, it is like watching, I know we, it's been chucked around a lot, hasn't it? They say it's like watching Brazil at times. It literally is. It's like watching him like, bit like samba football we're just swazzing it about you know and everything's dropping no one has to break stride to even go and get a ball at times so yeah you look, you, you look at the first goal you look at you know windass with a little flick you look at last week bannon with the um with a flick for for dele bashiru dele bashiru with the, the step over and the turn and to hit it you know goals from you know i mean a bit disappointed that, that we scored both goals inside the box this week because it's confidence know, though isn't it james that's what happens when you win games when you score goals, it's confidence, and players then grow into that confidence and 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 start playing with a freedom, and and that's what it looks like they're doing. Yeah, it's just brilliant to see. To be fair, and funny as well, because like again, you know, I, I go on some other podcasts and they ask me, you know, what's the, you know, what what are the fans thinking? And I'm like, mate, it, it's mad, but 
not everyone's on board. We're third in the league and and people are still like unhappy and disappointed that we've only won three nil and things like that. And it is it's crazy. Oh, you know, disappointed that we've we've dropped points to the league leaders. Look, yeah, I were also disappointed that we lost that game. But for me, you have just look got to look at the bigger picture. Um, I don't know if I already mentioned it, but you know, you, you look and the amount of points we've got this season. Last season, we would have been top with the same amount of points that we've got now. It just shows just well just how well that that Plymouth have started the season. I mean, nine wins on the on the spin. I think I've got them in the league. So you know, we're, you've just got to hats off to them if they can carry on that uh, that run of form. Then kind of so be it. But you know, the the the, the way that we're playing is. Yeah, we've, like I said, we've not steamrolled every team, but what I do have now is the confidence that, you know, these next five games, we said there were seven games that were, that were coming up that were winnable because they were against teams that were, you know, the lesser teams of the division, let's say. You know, they, they were none of the Ipswiches or Plymouths or anything like that. They were, you know, I think they've got Bristol Rovers coming up, we've got Accrington, Lincoln as well. And we've beat, you know, Cheltenham and Cambridge, we've beat them both. And not conceded a goal. We've scored what five goals and not conceded as well. So now we're going to these games thinking, yeah, of course we can win this game. It's not being arrogant or anything like that. It is. Just, it is just confidence. I know there is a fine line, and I, and I think we, as Wednesday fans, we are quite, you know, we are quite, um, you know, tuned to the fact that we are Sheffield Wednesday. We could just uh, we could just throw it away. I think sometimes as well we get drawn into the fact by you know by saying, oh, this is a tough game that's coming up, and you look at it and think. Is it really? Is it really a tough game? But I think we said that just because we know that we could just quite easily fuck it up at some point. And it gives you a bit of an out, doesn't it? Do you know what I mean? It's like... Yeah, it's well, so your bushes a bit, doesn't it? Yeah, it's like, well, I, I did say it would be quite a tough game. So when you do get you know beat 1-0, you're like, ah, well, I said that. It was going to be a potential banana skin or or whatever. But when you look at it on paper, the, the, I, don't, I don't want to come across as too arrogant or whatever, but you know, on paper, the, the team that we've got, the players that we've got, the way that performing, the goals that we're scoring, you know, Stockdale, eight, eight clean sheets already this season. The defence, Hennigan's winning absolutely, you know, he, he had brick walls, clearly did last week, you know, when he bust, <laughs> bust his head open and what have you. So, for me, you know, yeah, we, sh- we should be going into these games thinking we can win. Like you said, Giles, like we, we should be confident, we should be. We should have this confidence. It's not a, you know, it's not a, a false confidence or false hope or, uh, or anything like that. Um, no, definitely. One uh, before before we do move on to the three word match match reviews and uh, and everything and and obviously talk about the the game coming up. We're not going to be talking about Leicester City under twenty threes, by the way, or whatever it is. We're going to we're going to straight into that. Oh yeah, that that is the biggest dead. That is the definition of dead rubber. I'm a dead rubber. Yeah, is, <laughs> nothing's happening there, is it? Disgusting. People are only going to that game for their. Uh, for the, for the team, for the, yeah, for the ten <laughs> TPP points. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, let, David Stockdale is another one I just want to pick out. He didn't have a great deal to do, so it's not really on on this uh, on this week's performance. But eight clean sheets in fourteen games so far in the league. He got nineteen last season for Wickham uh, in forty nine games, which did include the the playoffs. Didn't they got did they get one clean sheet in the playoff? I think um, just in comparison, Bailey Peacock Farrell got fifteen last season i'm not sure what the record is someone will probably be frantically tweeting us right now to tell us i that. think it's 16 is it 16 i think that see i think that that playoff final with westwood i think is 16 
could be wrong. Some no doubt, Mappin. Someone will tell us we're wrong within seconds of it going well, up. So probably we'll have to wait long. <laughs> but he's, but he's got eight in fourteen games, which is. I mean, it's not just him; it's the defense as well. Like I said, he had not a lot to do. When we've we've mentioned how many crosses came into the box, if he was shit at defended, I'm sure he would, would have had a hell of a lot to do. But do you think he'll get more than fifteen? Oh, easily. Yes, easily. He's, yeah, I think he'll have the record. Jack, how much of a difference has David Stockdale made since coming in for you personally? Yeah, he, he, he does give off that Kieran Westwood vibe of that experience. I've been here, I've done it. I know he, he's he's a master of the dark arts, isn't he? I think we all, all watching Wednesday know that if we need to, he's, he's going to play the game better than anyone. But there's a bit of organisation. I think... Everyone's going to point out that, oh, God, you know, he's a bit shaky, he's kicking, or it looks a bit nervy and stuff. But they've clearly been told to play that way, and he's clearly said, I feel I can do it. I can play. Do you know what I mean? I feel like if he said, I can't, I can't kick a ball, he'd have probably said to Darren Moore, this isn't going to work out. Or vice versa, Darren Moore would have probably said, we won't take you on because that's not what you, you know, we don't want to keep that can't play. So I don't, I think he's been brilliant. I think he's, he's calm. I, I think he makes some brilliance. I mean, that save against Cheltenham last week, when he was off, when he was offside, no one spoke about that. That's a guy having a, a, a bullet header where in behind was just the keeper of the beat. He's made himself massive to cover as much of the, he's rushed out, made himself big. He made a brilliant save at MK where he got down low. He's made some good saves. Uh, he made a couple of good saves at Port Vale. I just think he's, he's a brilliant shot stopper. I know, I think the only question mark I've got, obviously the Portsmouth game, everyone was a bit um and are in, but Plymouth, the first goal was probably probably could have done a bit better with that one. But you're not going to get a goalkeeper that saves every shot. You know, you can look at your likes of Edison and stuff today. You know, they've conceded. Still amazing world-class goalkeeper. I'm not saying Stockdale's a world-class goalkeeper before everyone snips it and quotes it. But I think he's been brilliant. I think he's he's calm. When crosses are coming in, shouts of away, you know, defenders shouting it. You can hear it from the cop, you know, them saying, you know, get it gone. It goes. He's claiming it. He's shouting. He's claiming it. I think he looks. I think we look solid. The confidence through that defence at the minute. Do you when you watch Wednesday? Other than the errors, we are making which. No, I don't recall an error yesterday. I could be wrong. You know, like we usually make a little sloppy pass where you think, "Oh my god, what have they done there?" I don't think that happened yesterday. That seemed to be out of the game yesterday. Yeah, I think you're probably do right. Do you watch there. Wednesday? Do you watch Wednesday in the last few games and think, other than like I say, where we we've, we've gifted him a chance where you think? Defence looks a bit sketchy here. We're in trouble here. I think they've looked really organised, solid. And that'll be Stockdale telling people, you know, that's your man, that's him. Organising that defence. And I think we've seen it when we've had certain keepers in the past where it doesn't look like we are organising the defence as well. I don't think they are communicating as well. And you can see it's a bit frantic of who's claiming it, who's not claiming it. Um, he definitely think, brings that experience, doesn't he, Joe? Yeah, 100%. You see it. I mean, it's time wasting, time wasting, whatever you want to call it, second to none. He is he is the master of just even, like I say, not even faking injuries, but catching the ball, just slowing it down. People give him stick when he's going, when he, you know, he's not launched it 70 yards of a kick as soon as he's caught the ball. At times, just just hold it. Hold it for a second. You know, it's a 90-minute game. We don't need to score as soon as we touch the ball. You know, mm-hmm. let, let's slow it down. Let's, let's, we'll have a kick of the ball for five minutes. I think when we played Charlton, they have loads of the ball. Endless possession, pointless possession as I call it, just knocking it around the back four for 10 minutes before they decide to go forward. We want the ball. So when he's got it, why whack it in a 50-50 gamble that our striker's going to win the flick on? You know, it doesn't happen too often where you flick it on and get it. Let's hold the ball, let's keep it a sec, roll it out, take our time, 
I just wish people would be a bit more patient with him. Do you know what I mean? Give him a chance. You know, what are we? 13 games in now, 14 games, eight clean sheets. There's no reason to panic with Stockdale in there. Do you know what I mean? People saying, oh, let's, let's put Dawson in. I've got nothing against Dawson, but why are we swapping the goalkeeper out when we're getting more? We've got more clean sheets and, you know, 50% of the time, more than we're getting a clean sheet. Why are we panicking? Are some fans not, not wanting Stockdale to be in goal? No, so, so I'm going to say, I've, I've been on the cop and people going, oh, I think it's time for Dawson to have a go. Really? Well, let's bring Dawson in. Yeah. Well, you're also at Hillsborough, mate. I tell you now. But, you, you know, for me, it's just that confidence coming from the, you know, coming for the crosses and things like that. Do you know what I mean? It, it takes all the pressure off the uh, off the defence. Uh, I'm just going to quickly whiz through some of the, um, some of the three-word match reviews. They kind of all on the same, uh, the same vein of form. Stephen Bellamy wins a win. Um, Sean Sean Clark uh, three points bagged. Uh, Adam Milner he's our striker. Uh, Sean Hammonds must start Gregory. Well, he has been starting for the past uh, past couple of weeks, so may that uh, may that continue. Um, Matt Glossop Byers is back. Yeah, we mentioned him like a Rolls Royce in that uh, in that midfield. Uh, Darren Coop, uh, we've got Gregory again. Richard Caldwell, I've already said it in second gear. I think this is a bit, um, bit piss taking. Leave on Ut- utilitarian Mist Pato. <laughs> so uh, yeah, you can stay. You can stay on the bench if we're winning every single week. To be fair, uh, Mark Lewis bounce back ability after Plymouth. Yeah, we obviously we, well we bounced back at Cheltenham, didn't we? After that, after that defeat, and we, we said it a few times. I think you know, that is the key when you do have a bit of a blip. It's all about the next game, really. Um, um, let's have a look. Uh, Daz Lindley pitch looks small. Yeah, but I think I agree. That gap between the, the stand and the pitch was about, about the same gap. Strange from, that, wasn't it? The same gap from the net to the to the halfway line. To be fair, they could have, you know, they could have they could have made it a little bit bigger if they needed to. But anyway, they, they, that was kind of the same at Port Vale. Port Vale had a massive gap. Kind of that would that was from the touchline, weren't it? To yeah, um, from the side. From the Is side. it a rugby ground, Cambridge? I mean, I don't know. Do they play rugby there or something? Yeah. It was, it it was boat, massive, wasn't it, that gap? Boat races, that's all they do at Cambridge. <laughs> <isn't> <laughs> Practice on the pitch. <laughs> Possibly, yeah, just flood it in there uh, and get the boats out and what have you. Um, how's about that? Greg's is open. Uh, fingers crossed, hopefully he bangs, uh, bangs a few goals in. Uh, Lee Gregory is one of the people we're going to talk about, actually, in the, uh, in the Extra Time episode. So, patreon.com forward slash WTRD pod get signed up and you can uh, you can listen to that one uh, straight after after this one right um just conscious on the on the time um let's talk about uh, the next game coming up not Leicester like I said because we're not really bothered about that even though you are going Giles getting your, getting your 10 getting your 10 priority points in um yeah Lincoln on Saturday do remember it is a 1 p.m kickoff not three o'clock because I know, police or something like that, is it, Jack? The, the, the police are getting a bit yeah, worried that we're going to... must be a bit of trouble, I think, last year, maybe. I'm, I'm not too sure, but it's definitely not been televised, I don't think. So it's got to be the police that have, uh, that have moved that one. Well, I've had a quick look at, uh, at, at Lincoln. Uh, 13th in the league. Um, 15 goals, 16 conceded, compared to our 27 and 12. So we're uh, hammering them out of the park in, uh, in terms of that one. They have got a different manager from last season. Uh, Mark Kennedy, former Liverpool, uh, Man City and Wolves and mm-hmm. Ireland international as well, uh, took the job in the summer. Michael Appleton left by mutual agreement, apparently, at the end of last mm-hmm. season. 
Uh, just looking at the form, uh, fairly decent form to be fair. Three wins, one draw, uh, and just the one defeat in the last five. Uh, beat Ipswich uh, at the weekend. Yeah, Ipswich had about 430 shots. And yeah, I had battered them and st- literally yeah. <laughs> nipped a uh, one nil win. Yeah, and still couldn't beat them. Um, but they have only had one win at home since the end of last season, which were a 2-0 win against Derby. Looking at the results, it looks like they play well against the, the, the quote-unquote better sides um, and, and, and struggle against the, you know, the, the sides that kind of they should be beating near the bottom. Um, I've done some lazy research, key players. Who scored the most goals? Jack Diamond, four goals in six games, to be fair. So... Uh, I mean, for a second, then I thought you were asking me. I thought when you said who scored the most goals, Jack. I thought, oh god, I don't know Jack this Diamond, one. Is that the boy from uh, Sunderland? Don't know, no idea. Didn't tell me that on who scored. I just literally looked at. I just tick, tick clicked for sort by how many goals they've scored, and Jack Diamond popped up as uh, as the, their leading goal scorer. They've they've actually got two players that have scored four goals. I've not written the other one down. Not going to lie. Uh, and they've only, I think, I think they've got about five. You no, know, we've got like what eleven different goal scorers, and we're saying that we've got goals coming from everywhere. Right, they've only scored fifteen goals this season. I think they've only got like four or five players that have uh, that have hit the back of the net so far in Probably the Teddy Bishop. In the uh, yeah, I think he's I think he is the one that's the also got four goals this season. But mm-hmm. J- Jack Lincoln at the weekend, some people have been saying, "Oh, it's a tough game." Probably because we got beat there when we went when we went there last season. But like I said, it shouldn't really be a tough game. The fact that we got beat last season shouldn't mean that. We're going to get beat this season. No, you've got to you've got to remove what happened last year. It's, it's different. We've got a different team going down, full of confidence. Um, it's going to be similar to like the, the likes of going over the Cambridge game and stuff. You know I mean, it's that small. Was it two thousand? How is it old? Or was it more? Two thousand. That's how many we're taking, isn't it? What are we taking? Two thousand? Something like that. Yeah, it's 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 not yeah. it's not a big ground, is it? It's quite small. No, it's all right though. Lincoln, Lincoln's not too bad. Very flat to Lincoln. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going, you know what I mean? We're, I think it's going to be similar to like the Cambridge game. Again, fast tempo for us from the start is what we need. We don't want to be sat letting them settle into it, grow into the game, get a routine in. Let's just get on, get on to them early, stick one in the first 10 if we can. Be, not the nerves as such, I don't think we're nervous, you know what I mean? But just get rid of any doubt of these that are going to give us a game. Start fast. Gregory to stick another two in. And everyone, will I mean, Liam, Liam are going to this one. We're uh, we're heading down. I know you asked us last week if we we're going, and we have to tell you no. Um, but yeah, we are. Well, if Liam can uh, recover, I know he's probably at the minute. Bless him, throwing up and got dead down the toilet. So <laughs> I'm sure you're going to listen at some point, Liam. So wishing you all the best. But uh, hopefully, me and Liam are heading down on the train as well. So you know that'll get cancelled last minute. But <laughs> yeah, keep an eye out for us. We'll be the ones with the with the tins of beer on the way down. Good, good stuff. Great stuff. Yeah, Giles. Like I said, we're going into this game. Full of confidence, like I said, we've we've earmarked these seven games. This being the third of said seven, um, that we should be looking to win, really, and, and kind of stamp as authority on on the league. You know, if you, you know, even if we haven't, you know, perhaps already done that so far this season, anyway. But yeah, you, you've got to look at you know Lincoln, you know what thirteenth in the in the league, they're just kind of ambling along a little bit. All right, yes, it is away from home, so it is probably slightly more difficult but you know in reality there shouldn't be any reason why we can't go down there and and do what we've done to the other you know the likes of Morecambe Cambridge and and just dispatch them definitely listen even though they've I think you say they've won the last three 
Uh, well, they've won three of the last five. They've actually yeah, last last, five, the last three is win, draw, and, and a defeat. The two wins came in the uh, in the earlier games, but yeah, they... I don't personally think when I've been speaking to a few people, I don't think Lincoln have been playing actually very good. So for me, I, I think I think Wednesday are going to again. I think Wednesday going to win. Um, whether it's comfortable or not, I don't know. But I'm uh, I'm going for a two. Mm, two nil, two nil, two nil Wednesday. Another clean sheet. Another uh, clean sheet. Stockdale to get his his, his tenth. <laughs> well, that will be that will be number nine if he oh, gives sorry, if he gives nine. a clean sheet. But he'll be well on, well on his way to uh yeah, to a tenth. Nine, straight straight in there with a with a with a score prediction. Yeah, did, did, two nil. Didn't even didn't even need asking for uh, yeah. for a score prediction. Go on then. I'll, I'll go for. One. I mean, for me, I, I just think like I said, we we are confident. These games last season we did struggle on. So far, we haven't struggled in in any of them really. Uh, in any of these, uh, you know, Forest Green Rovers was a was another one. Morecambe was was another that we've you know again not even conceded in any of those games. Look, that run will probably come to an end at some point. I'm I'm sure there's going to be a team somewhere that's perhaps going to nick some points off us or even beat us. That, that we don't expect. But I just think that the way that we're playing now, the confidence that we're playing with, Windass is playing some fantastic football. Barry Bannon in probably the form of his life so far. Gregory's got two goals, so he'll be high on confidence. You know, he needs to need Michael Smith to start scoring. I mean, Byers, if he comes in, you know, Hennigan's winning everything. I think the, the way that you talk about this team, you know, is just in, it's just all positive. You know, there's not really any negatives to say. You know, we can change formation. We can play players in you know different ways Liam Palmer's playing again in the, in the absolute form of his life Stockdale saving everything it there's no reason why we can't um why we can't go down to Lincoln look it'd be great to give him a good hiding but I'd take a 1-0 it doesn't it doesn't really matter as long as we come away with the three points and keep that run going that'll be what three games three you know three wins on the spin and let's just get some get some points on the board let's put some pressure on Plymouth you know let's Let's break away, you know. Let's put pressure on the teams that are below us as well. There, you know, they're going to be looking at us and thinking, "Christ, like Sheffield Wednesday just keep winning every single week." Like, like what we're thinking, we're we're Plymouth, and they're, you know, they're going to be thinking, "Oh, okay, I've got a good win." They look at the results. Can okay, Wednesday have won again? So, yeah, for for me, in terms of score prediction, it's got to be a, it's got to be a. I'm going to say three nil. You've said two nil. I'm going to say three nil. <laughs> Convincing. Yeah, wait, wait, yeah, three nil. I'm going to go for. Go on, Jack. Oh, you're going to change. Omen and Orange. You want to see? You can do three nil. So I'm going for for the entertainment value. I'm going to go four one. Four one. Four one. Four one. Wow. Four one. Go on. Then who's going to get, get your goals for a four one? Then for a centre half has to score from a corner. What are we on now? Game fourteen. That'll yeah. be, you can't not have had your centre half score in fourteen games. So let's get let's get Hennigan on there because he's only had on a few in the last couple of weeks. Hennigan, Gregory, Marvin Johnson, Marvin Johnson. Um, four. I can remember in the game last season it was uh, Berahino scored. Did, did we lose three one? Three one to believe. And Marvin Johnson had probably the best run he's ever had. When he picked it up on that near on that near oh, side touchline and just like took it past their their player, took probably three or four players on, and then clipped it in for Saido Berahino. Who was he? 
Who was he? Who was he? Yeah. Forgot about it. My best mate, yeah. <laughs> Never got the, the, the name printed out back in my shirt in the end, but, you know, um, yeah, I just remember that run that Marvin Johnson uh, had. Right, we're going to uh, gonna wrap it up there. Um, hopefully you've enjoyed it. Thank you very much for if you've uh, if you've got to the end and endured this what one hour and twenty minutes of the of the podcast. If you have enjoyed it, do leave us a rating or a review. Do uh, we do read the the reviews? I had a few for a while, to be fair. So do uh, do uh, pop a review on there. We do, like I said, we we appreciate it. And if you have enjoyed it, again, patreon.com forward slash wtid pod. You get all the uh, extra episodes. You get extra time. You also get the debate show replay that you can listen to. You also get the preview show discount on the merch access to the whatsapp group which is always uh always good good fun uh in there do turn if you do join do mute it also you'll get about 400 messages during a match day just pre-warning you're on there on that one um so yeah thank you very much and we'll see you all uh see you all next time cheers guys see you later see you later days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com and there it is that's as good as it gets on this stage nissan townstar ev strikes again it's an unstoppable van unstoppable Look, just fantastic you can actually see the pro pilot technology in action effortless parallel parking it moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty and with a bench full of all-star van experts there's real strength in depth here that's all-star quality search nissan townstar ev and visit your local all-star van center to see for yourself Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.